Welcome, everyone, to Star Wars from the Back to Tank. You can listen to all of our shows on demand via iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify. Just search Star Wars from the Back to Tank. Leave us reviews. Share our links. Help trigger those algorithms so that more eyes see us and we can keep doing this thing. All right. Hello, Dave. How are you? How's it going, everybody? Doing good. Are you doing a backstroke in the back to tank right no, now? No, I'm just I'm just floating here just in, in my uh, floaties. Are you pulling your penis at all underwater? Because <laughs> you think no one can see you, <laughs> even though you forgot that back to tanks are usually see-through. Well, you know, it, it, it's easily tucked. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's too much information, Dave. <laughs> all right. So we do have a string of topics to get through today surprisingly this is our third show in a row where we're delving into star wars news and updates there's a lot going on in the world of star wars and that's always a positive thing i know after rise of skywalker had aired it was really quiet within the star wars front uh, to the point where it made a lot of us feel uncomfortable sure we had the news about clone wars and the mandalorian but other than that, there wasn't a whole lot. And then suddenly, boom, 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 with the entire roadmap that Lucasfilm finally laid out for us with all of the TV shows coming out and the, the two announced feature films, I believe, correct? Yep. By Watiti and Patty Jenkins. Patty Jenkins. And then of course, all of the TV shows that we can look forward to coming to Disney Plus. Yes. Or should I say streaming Streaming shows. We we really got to get the verbiage right, don't we? It's no longer television. I don't want to be one of those old guys who are out of touch. No, that is very true. Everyone basically nowadays, when you mention television, people think you were talking about like the old days. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, it's a baby's toy. (laughs) Like I'm Marty McFly and Back to the Future too. All right, so Dave, Kevin Fahey confirms no involvement with any Star Wars Disney Plus series. Yes. There has been numerous rumors for quite some time now that Kevin Fahey was working on something Star Wars because it was announced. It was announced that he would be working on something officially. It was dropped, I believe, via Variety about, what, a year and a half ago? Yeah, about a year, uh, about almost two years, almost two years ago. And everyone since then has been like chomping at the bit. What is he going to do? Especially since everyone kind of saw that announcement as Kevin Feige is going to be the one to save quote unquote, the star Wars fan from Kathleen Kennedy. Right. Because everyone at this point wanted her gone. Yeah. <laughs> and then like when it was announced, Oh, Kevin Feige might actually 
do a Star Wars project, everyone just jumped on board and said, yes, yes, please save us. Please save us, Mr. Faye. You're our only hope. <laughs> but do you think that basically he's saying that because they're still negotiating between him and, and Lucasfilm? I'm really not sure. It seems to me that Lucasfilm has the tendency to announce projects and then decide it's not a good idea and then hope that we all forget. <laughs> that is very true. That is very true. I'm still waiting for the announcement that they're not going to be doing the anthology series anymore. The anthology movies. I'm still waiting for the next a Star Wars story to come out. Yes. Because they've never actually officially announced that they're done with those. They're done with them. I'm still waiting for the next one. <laughs> When's that going to come out? I love how they just sweep things under the rug. They're like, well, it's sweet, this sweet, didn't sweet. work out. So should we make an announcement and move forward? No, no, no. no, no. no. Just, just uh, see that rug right there? Sweep that. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need to acknowledge our mistakes. I found uh, the original script to the sequel trilogy written by George Lucas under this rug as well. Uh, what should I do with it? Just keep it there. Keep it there. Don't don't touch it. <laughs> but, you know, there's a bunch of other writers that are coming in that are actually maybe wanting to... Well, maybe wanting to bring this back. No, 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 no. Hey, also Colin Trevorrow's uh, script for episode three or episode um eleven. What, what, what? episode nine? Jesus, I see how I just don't give a fuck <laughs> anymore. <laughs> uh, Trevorrow's a uh, script for episode nine is under here as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just leave that there. Unfortunately, that is also one of the things that every uh, one of the criticisms that Kennedy has had since she's taken quote quote the reins of Lucasfilm. This is one of that's one of those things that basically everyone is like wondering you're supposed to be the leader of the group. What the hell, lady? <laughs> yeah, well, Dave, uh, Kevin Fahey will not be involved with any Disney Plus series, okay? We also don't, don't have any news on his alleged film. But we have also heard that Kathleen Kennedy will be around for the foreseeable future. There has been nothing released publicly like there has been in the past pertaining to the details of Kathleen Kennedy's contract, term of contract. It was just announced during a press conference with Bob Chaddick. Is that the new Chapic? Uh, Chapic. Yeah. That he's very happy with Kathleen Kennedy and that she. Uh, it, We'll always have a home or something like that here at <laughs> Lucasfilm. It's like, I'm like, and Kathleen Kennedy's all like, well, that's news to me. Where's my fucking contract? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I think, I think, I think she Bob probably Chappick, thought she probably thought she was fired until she heard that press conference. Oh shit. I better get back to work. I think I've been staying at home. Here's the, here's the weird part. The not more, because of the quarantine. The more I actually saw that, think about that announcement because they made it during the investor meeting. I honestly think it was kind of like those moments like you get this type of statement done in sports, you know, when the owner comes out and says, the GM is fine. Oh, we're happy and we're we're willing to back our GM and our coach. It is a okay. And then a year later they get fired. <laughs> and that's how I kind of see what Chappick did to Kathleen Kennedy, because one of the biggest things is, well, why, if you're happy with her, then her contract should be renewed and her contract 
should be coming up this year. Here, let me verify that she doesn't have a contract. Hold on. Go ahead and continue to talk. So there, that's the thing is kind of like, unless they made a big announcement, which would be a surprise to me because they, I haven't seen anything so far of a, of an announcement of Kathleen Kennedy's extension of her contract. It's, it's kind of like a PR PR maneuver. Okay. So here it is. Let's see. Uh, 2021 is a contract year for Kennedy, and it has been widely assumed that she would not be returning to her post. Yes. Today, however, according to this article, it was released the day that Bob Chappick had, had spoke on this. Uh, let's see. Walt Disney Company CEO Bob Chappick confirmed that is not, in fact, the case. At the 2021 Walt Disney Company meeting of shareholders, Chappick was asked if Mandalorian creator John Favreau Dave Filoni or someone else would take the reins at Lucasfilm when Kennedy's contract expires later this year. Chappick stated unequivocally, we look forward to having Kathy direct the activities of the entire Lucasfilm organization for many years to come. Okay, so her contract has not actually run out yet. (laughs) It's supposed to run out later 2021. So guess what? Bob Chappie could say all he wants that uh, she has a place for years to come, but it doesn't mean dick until we get an announcement of a new contract. And I'm still suspect. I'm still about suspect whether or not that's going to happen unless um, that. And that's the thing. They have to come out and make a statement that Kathleen Kennedy is going to be kept. And um, right now that is a very touchy subject with a lot of the fan base because well, what uh, would you say like a majority of the fan base at this point is wanting to move away from Kathleen Kennedy. Um, I, for one, I, I don't really care at this point. I don't have any ill feelings towards her, but I, I want to know what she's doing. Like what, what does she do? Yeah. Because when they were planning movies, she was involved. She Everywhere. had strategy. She had plan, but the streaming service is kind of not within her wheelhouse. It's being run by the people that run the streaming service. And then they're going to these individual franchises they own and say, hey, you do a series, you do a series, you do a series. And it's kind of an autopilot at this point. With the announcement of the 75,000 TV shows we're getting. Yes. Is that really the work of Kathleen Kennedy? So she greenlit it. So she approved it. But is she really the one in the trenches finding these these sought out scripts and, and going over every story with a fine tooth comb to yeah. make sure they're quality. And that's stories thing. because that's what uh, an executive should be doing. Yes. And I just don't and, see it. And we if she is, it. I would like to find, I would like to see more of that. I would like to see her involvement, but, and that's what I'm going off of. I don't see her true involvement in any of this. We hear about Favaro. We hear about Filoni. We hear about, you know, the writers, we hear we about, about the Rodriguez. actors, we hear more about other films, but we don't hear in. about her and what she's actually doing, what decisions she is making. And maybe that's purposely done because she's probably aware that her name uh, is toxic right now for whatever reason, whether you agree or not, yeah. it is a, a little bit controversial right now. So maybe she has taken a public backseat purposely. And maybe, maybe that, that is very true. I mean, like the, the controversy, I think also what people have to understand is the reason why Kathleen Kennedy has 
such a toxic name to herself now is because she's so tied with the new sequels. Yeah. Anybody tied to the new sequels is toxic, whether it's not just Kathleen Kennedy, but JJ Abrams. Uh, And again, whether this isn't because you think that Dave, that's just the case. This is, we're not, we're not trying to throw shade at JJ Abrams or anyone. No, it's just the facts right now. Facts. Yeah. I mean, when you take a look at it and take a look at the fan base, they associate that sequel trilogy to them, to those specific two. It's down to JJ, Brian Johnson, of course, and Kathleen Kennedy. Well, I, listen, if you don't believe that's true, I mean, the one of the first things that was, in, that was posted on social media and went viral when it was announced that JJ Abrams was going to reboot John Constantine Hellblazer as a TV series on HBO Max. You know what the general consensus was? Oh, great. So he can ruin another franchise. Exactly. Or ruin another beloved IP. Yes. And that's how bad, that's how bad their reputation was affected. Yeah. So up to this point, everyone was like saying she's basically, she, after that, she was on borrowed time and it would have been smart for Disney to kind of look at that and say, Hey, we're tired of taking PR hits. Yeah. And no matter what, her name is taking a PR hit. Well, I think that the Mandalorian took her off of life support. I feel like her career with Lucasfilm was definitely in question until the success of the Mandalorian. And then they're like, okay, well, we have a win. It made everyone forget and have like almost like this kumbaya let's all come together as a team well the mandalorian is single-handedly breathing new life into the star wars fandom oh yeah because through the success of mandalorian we have now been given multiple tv series yeah that was made possible by not the sequel trilogy exactly but by the mandalorian by by the mandalorian a streaming service series (laughs) yeah so speaking of the streaming service, Disney Plus, David, are you ready to bang your Ewok drums? Are you ready? <laughs> oh, no. Star Wars Ewok TV movies. Oh, I knew this one was going to get brought up. <laughs> and the Bobo Fett holiday special yes. will debut on Disney Plus. <laughs> right now, Lucas is screaming in agony. He never wanted anyone to see the holiday never. special ever again. Never. He never wants. That's why I'm like trying to figure out. Are they just going to simply put the whole thing up there for people to see? Because I think they want people to mock Lucas. You think they're like, look at this guy. This is your savior. (laughs) Look what he's done. Look at this. Look what he created. (laughs) Yeah. You love Lucas. They're going to roll. They're going to shove our faces in it. They're like, look at like it. Like you do to a dog who shits on the floor all the time. (laughs) I've never done that. But unfortunately I've seen people. I've seen people do that too. Yes. And, And that's what they're doing to us. They're taking our head and just like shoving it inside the shit. And you know what the scary part is? I if they did that, I could see fans basically just say, yeah, we love this shit now, thanks. Well, <laughs> it's one of those things that has garnered a fan base because it, it it's, so, it's so infamous. And it's fun to watch almost like you would do a, uh, a bad movie. What's that thing called? Uh, Mystery Science 3000? Mystery Science Theater, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of like that. You watch it with your friends. You have fun. You make some jokes. You get drunk or you get high. 
And <laughs> oh, dear. And it'd be fun to do that. And the Ewok movies. Oh, if you got drunk and high while watching the Ewok movies. Say what you want about the Ewok <laughs> movies, Dave. And I'm going to watch them. I will on <laughs> Disney Plus. But say what you want about some of the cheesiness and the dated aspects. There's still some great Star Wars mythology <laughs> that's explored. There is David the Witches of Endor. There are cool things. Am I, well, you're laughing and mocking me over there. Knock it off. <laughs> we should do. We should do an actual kind of like a watch along. We should do a watch party. We should do, yeah, we should do like a reaction video, a reaction of us watching the Ewok video. <laughs> Do, then do, let's you, see. do you remember? What's, okay, maybe I'm speaking out of turn here, Dave, because I don't remember them very well. Do you remember them? Yes, I do. Did you recently watch them somehow? Is that why? No, 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 no. I didn't recently watch them. <laughs> I remember liking uh, the Battle for Endor. Battle for, in, Battle for Endor was okay. Was okay, but my God, man, was it cheesy. <laughs> the only thing I didn't like about it even as a kid, when this came out, I think I was like six or seven. It didn't make sense that Sindel and Wicket could talk. <laughs> How could they communicate? Exactly. exactly. They made the Ewoks talk. That was bothersome. Even as a child, I was like, hmm, that doesn't seem right. Well, also, the, the, the one thing that was very odd, too, was the production value. You could tell the difference. That oh, it's it was much more budget. cheaper. Oh yeah, and a and lot. And he of... had the rip-off knockoff Luke. That was Sindel's brother. <laughs> Remember him? Yes, he looked yeah. just like Luke. Dude. He looked like Luke. And then a lot of the costuming and a lot of like the Ewok costumes looked so cheap. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So the Star Wars holiday special is finally coming to Disney Plus, according to Variety. Uh, in the biggest bulk release of Star Wars content since the streamers launched, several Star Wars TV spinoffs from the 1970s, 80s, and 2000s will debut on Disney Plus on April 2nd. That's just a few weeks away. Yep. Among them will be the animated short, The Story and Faithful Wookiee, featuring the debut of bounty hunter Boba Fett that played in the middle of the live-action holiday special when it first so aired only, on CBS. they're only going to put together the animated short joining faithful Wookiee will be two TV movies featuring the cuddly Ewoks 1984's caravan of courage an Ewok adventure and yes. 1985's Ewoks the battle for Endor the animated Ewoks TV series that aired from 1985 to 1986 and the animated Star Wars Clone Wars TV micro series okay that aired on Cartoon Network from 2003 to 2005 Okay, I can get behind that one. We <laughs> yes. love that. Yeah, absolutely. That micro series was amazing. It was amazing. And it was Emmy winning. Let's not forget that. It won tons of awards. That's interesting. I like that. I mean, this is the benefit of Disney Plus. If you're going to put Star Wars content there, why are we not getting some of the older classic stuff? Even if yeah. they're not canon and I and if they want to specify that, they probably should. Like they do with the books when you go to a bookstore. It says legends at legends the top. Legends and everything else. That's what I think that if they want to simply do that, that that is fine. But I'm with you. I'm really happy that they're putting as much Star Wars classic stuff onto Disney Plus because at this point, Star Wars is a Disney product. It is. 
it's not all that all that stuff has to be can't be you know like just waved away and say oh we can't talk about that stuff anymore well you know what a majority of your fan base grew up on that stuff yeah (laughs) and as much as i laugh and i basically go my god they're bringing in the ewok movies i also understand that they're star wars fans hold those movies still close yeah and let's have a place where we can watch them at least you should benefit from it because right now people are watching it anyways on pirated sites. Exactly. So just give it to us and we'll watch it um, without breaking the law. And I, I, I like the fact that basically at least they're still respecting Lucas by not putting the full holiday special out there. They're it, just putting in the short. I wonder if he it. made an executive. Call. I wouldn't be surprised. Dude, He's because- like, oh, right. I heard this rumor that you're releasing the holiday special. Let's ixnay on the holiday <laughs> special. A and you or know- I'm going to drop some bombs, truth bombs about Kathleen Kennedy back in the day. If you know what I mean? <laughs> mean? And you know, for a f- that would probably be why they did that is because that is probably the one thing. And even us, all the Star Wars fans out there know that is the one thing that Lucas gets very irritated at. He does not like it. And that's why he didn't even Don't know what Favar was talking about when he showed him Boba Fett's weapon. He's like, look at this is from the Hody special. <laughs> and George Lucas is like, oh, nice. <laughs> Thank Fucking you for Rudy. Thank, thanks for bringing up my trauma. <laughs> I guarantee you if we if we had a reaction shot in that documentary, you would see George Lucas rolling his eyes. Because <laughs> someone get this asshole out of here. <laughs> George, he's actually the showrunner of the show. The show. <laughs> what show <laughs> there's a new show what set am i on <laughs> okay so the ewok adventure uh, that came out in 1984 i didn't realize it was so long it was a full-fledged movie it was 90 yeah. minutes long and it was actually released theatrically internationally internationally not not statewide because I remember and it wasn't called Star Wars. It was just called Caravan of Courage and Ewok, Ewok Adventure. Adventure. And there were no references to Star Wars mythology in any substantive way. But I remember. See, maybe my memory doesn't serve me right, because I remember the. The battle for Endor. Yes, was deeply mystical. Yeah, it was. No, no, it was your your memory does not. Does not uh, fail you because the whole battle for Endor, you have the witch. Uh, Sh- what was it? Sherelle? I, I, I don't know. But, I don't but you had to deal with a magical witch that was hunting down the kids and the Ewoks. And the thing that was. That's really cool to t- think about nowadays. Is. If you just tweaked it just a little bit, the Battle of the Endor, you can easily make that entire story fit into canon now, especially with like all the all the mythos that we've known now in uh, Clone Wars. The witch could easily be one of the Dathmir witches. Yeah. In fact, I had always <laughs> assumed after reading the book, um, or was the Dathmir witches originally introduced? That was was in... it the the courtship of Princess Leia? Yeah, back in the nineties, a Princess Leia book. I, yeah, I, I just assumed that it was connected. Now, Variety also goes on to say that rather than make a splashy announcement of the release, which is surprising that they didn't do this, 
all Disney did was quietly include the titles <laughs> among yes. its list of material material coming to Disney Plus in April. Now, a spokesperson for Lucasfilm did not immediately respond to the request from Variety for a comment. But io9 is reporting that there aren't any further plans to release more of the holiday special beyond the Boba Fett animated Anime short. short. And I, I honestly don't see them ever releasing any of the holiday special. If fans are actually thinking they're going to, no. I have a gut feeling that basically the reason why they don't do that is because everyone at Lucasfilms knows. No, that would be the ultimate insult to George Lucas. If you, yeah, if he's, were to, he's never been happy with no, that thing. Dude, he... Because didn't it air once and never he again? He took it off the air himself. I, would, I need to find out. I know there's information out there. Did he, like, not have approval of it? Or was it, like, did someone do it unofficially? <laughs> like, <laughs> what happened? Like, if he hated it so much, did he think it was awesome and then it was so despised <laughs> he that he was all it. like, prank caller, prank no, caller. I don't think... Uh, Who made uh, this? I did it. No, no, I think, <laughs> I think it was the fact that I think Lucas didn't really check himself because you when this you is see already it, him falling in love with his farts already yes because like when you see it a blind man can see a lot of like the problems that it had dude honestly dude i don't remember much of it oh my god dude i love i love the the, the i've never special wanted special, to watch it the, the holiday special has a special place in my heart i know you and your brother both are obsessed with it, it we're obsessed with it I mean, every Christmas we break it out, we ha- we put it on play and watch it a bunch of times. Oh, gee, is it a VHS? Yes. A bootleg VHS it's a bootleg v- from Taiwan? Yes. It is a bootleg VHS from uh, Japan. God. And, like, you can tell that basically after watching everything, this is some kind of weird fever dream George Lucas had. Because. Like a, a haze of. It was, heroin and cocaine it was like it seemed like it because seems like a good idea when you have in the very end carrie fisher singing the star wars theme song <laughs> oh there's lyrics for it yeah and then you know like you have all these wookies walking up to the sky in red robes That's so bad dude it's a fever dream i and do it's remember like, that and and it's no wonder when you take a look back because i know that there was a there was a uh a documentary done on it. Lucas saw it just once when it aired and he immediately told them to take it off air because he saw how bad it was. Yeah. <laughs> Probably embarrassed. He's like, what have I done? <laughs> what have I done? <laughs> I thought I was doing a good thing. <laughs> the studio was all like, you were the chosen one. <laughs> All right, let's go do a quick break, Dave. We'll be right back. Get more Star Wars discussions every month with the Back to Tank Patreon exclusive shows. From Star Wars comics and book reviews to speculative discussions and breakdowns. All when you pledge to our Patreon page. What? Go to patreon.com slash Rain Man Digital for more details. As you wish. 
Free stuff is awesome, but free stuff that will spice up your bedroom is even better. Just go to adamandeve.com and select almost any one item for 50% off, and then we'll load on the free stuff. Just enter this very exclusive code, RAINMAN, at checkout, and you'll get 10 tantalizing free gifts, including a sexy item for him, a special toy for her, and a third item you'll both enjoy. And six extra special bonus items that are sure to rev your engine, pique your curiosity, Mm. and even blow you away. Plus, free shipping. Always sent in discreet packaging. Go to adamandeve.com now. Get 50% off plus the 10 free gifts when you enter the exclusive offer code RAINMAN. Again, that's RAINMAN. Because without it, no free stuff. That's RAINMAN at adamandeve.com. Welcome back, everyone, to Star Wars from the Back to Tank. Okay, Dave, so Star Wars Pride Month comic covers (laughs) to include Sanastaros and many others. Yes. When is Pride Month? Is it June? I want to say it's June. I believe it's June. I believe. Let me think about that. No, it's not July. I, I think it's June. Yeah. So our favorite Star Wars LGBTQ plus characters will be featured in a special line of variant comic covers coming out this June. Yes. To celebrate Pride Month. StarWars.com has released a cover that they will be dedicating to Sinistaros in Marvel's Dr. Aphra number 11. Other characters that will be featured in the covers this June include Ray Sloan and Darth Vader 13. Okay. Yeah. Also, everyone's favorite space archaeologist, Dr. Aphra, of will... Course. In will also be featured in War of the Bounty Hunters number one with art from Babs Tar. Uh, Yerika Quell from the Alphabet Squadron book series will be also featured uh, for the cover of Bounty Hunters number 13. Javier Garin will capture oh, Jedi twins Tarek and Serret from Star Wars Hyrule. Hyper- oh, are they? Yes, they are. Oh, really? Yep. Are they? Gay? But what I don't know of them. Tarek and Sarah. Tarek and Sarah are basically both, I believe they're non binary. Oh. Uh characters that basically got introduced into the High Republic as Jedi twins. And the oh, Lando Carizian will own wait, why is he Lando Carizian gonna be featured on a Pride Month? <sighs> because remember there was that that whole uh debate i call it a debate but basically they well, were I, saying that lando is uh pansexual yeah that's not part of the lg i know <laughs> but pants <laughs> i i can sense your frustration yes i know okay first off he's pansexual because pansexuality in star wars doesn't really exist because <laughs> it takes on a whole new meaning because if i fuck a wookiee because the wookiee's hot <laughs> I'm now pansexual. Exactly. It, or if you have sex with a droid. Yes. So in the future, when they make hot androids, am I now pansexual because I'm fucking a droid? Dude, that, that, that is such a reach. I'm okay with the other ones. And I actually like all the, I love Staros and I love Afra. They're two yeah. of my favorite characters of all time. It doesn't matter if they're queer or straight. They're just good characters. 
It's the, but the Lando, Lando Carizian thing. That's a fucking reach. It's a reach. But hey, I'm not going to complain. I mean, there is a. It's, there, just, it's there, stupid, Dave. There's it's a stupid. fan base that basically wants to have that. It's about that 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 group of Star Wars fans want that inclusion, and because he had a, an alleged relationship with a robot with a droid. <laughs> okay. Yes, that is a re- that kind of aggravates me. I'm all about, you know, I'm all about inclusion and representation. I'm Absolutely. all about those things. But that just, it, it irks me. It feels like they're just trying too hard. Yes. And I'm sorry, speaking as a person who is openly bisexual. <laughs> Lando has never really been seen to me as a Star Wars fan as until, bisexual. Until 2000 and what, 18 when Solo came out? Yeah. And now suddenly because he... uh cried that his android died does that mean luke was fucking r2 when r2 (laughs) fell into the dagobah swamp that's what i always felt when people when that debate first started when solo came out i'm like going you know lando's a cool character just leave him be it's fine why do we have to make it a big deal about i didn't mind him being sexually ambiguous i always thought that he had an aura of sexuality to him but that's because billy d williams oozes macho sexiness yeah so I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, it, it's just a little stupid. That, that is a little stupid, but if, honestly, in, in a whole, I'm actually happy that they're doing stuff like this and the characters they chose, I think were very good except for Lando. Yeah. <laughs> because I, Lando I was just a, is just, it just seems to be a reach to me. I don't necessarily care about the, the pride month covers. I think that's fine. Especially since these are the LGBT characters. It would make sense. Yeah, it just yeah, just the Lando thing just feels like uh, okay, guys, nice. You, you, okay, you got one over on us. <laughs> yeah, one on over on us. One point LGBT, zero points straight Mike. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> All right, so on to some better news. Everyone's favorite over the top OP bounty hunter will be reappearing. Into Star Wars canon. Now, this is a character, Dave, that you and I had gushed over. Yes. I want to say <laughs> 2019 when we were doing daily back to episodes. And that is Dirge. Yeah. And, th- and this is one of the biggest reasons that besides like the variant cover for the Pride Month for Afro number 11, Afro number 11, I'm calling it right now is going to be one of the most sought after comics. So is Dirge as a collector going to be introduced that's in that? his num- that's his first that's going to be his official first appearance in into canon. Okay, so Dave, you me and Lauren discussed Dirge yeah. and how he could never really be reintroduced into Star Wars canon the way he was because of, of his inability to fucking die. <laughs> and the fact that he is barbaric as hell yeah his body is slightly disturbing how he reforms limbs and appendages that get shot off yep i mean i think he's an awesome character oh he's he's such an interesting character to play around with but what do we always say dave don't bring me a character from the past and only do it partially 
if you're going to do it, do it right. And yeah. I don't know if they're going to do it right. Well, first and foremost, him appearing in Afra is a good sign because a character like Afra Dirge, is a good story. Afra is a fantastic story for that type of character to show up. Oh, especially when you think about if they go with his original canon, exactly. he is what? Like thousands, thousands of, years, of old? years old. That actually would fit if Afra's the one to uncover him from some like tomb. Yes. And then when you think about the idea that basically here's this character who's so twisted and tormented that can't die versus Afra and a droid who's obsessed with killing flesh bags. Now, also, get, <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong, Dirge is also, isn't he heavily connected to the Sith War? Was it the Sith War? Because he hated Jedi, right? Yes, he hated Jedi. It was something that was uh, bred in him. I remember the the, dial, the the little dialogue boxes that he he was born to to kill Jedi. And when I, when you think about it, one of the other reasons why Dirge was probably kept out for so long, he takes away a lot of thunder from Grievous. Because if you look at Grievous and Dirge, they're both, their MOs are pretty much the same. They hate the Jedi. They kill Jedi. <laughs> and they're both brutal as, as fuck. And when you compare the two characters, they, they're very similar. Even though one is immortal, the other one is choosing to try to become immortal by embracing the cybernetic and get, giving, getting away from the organic. Okay, so according to Legends, the now retconned EU, Dirge fought for the Sith. I knew, I, I knew, I knew it was something like that. In the new Sith Wars, facing several Jedi in combat, learning their techniques, and becoming experienced at killing them. Now, if memory serves me correct, he was the original Grievous. Before yes. Grievous. Before Grievous. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I think thinking back to it, I think one of the things I forgot to bring up. His sworn enemy is the uh, Mandalorians. Yep. So this might actually work. Oh, what if we get Dirge in the Mandalorian? Can you imagine a live action Dirge? Dude, how how in the world would you do that, Mike? Anything possible at this point, Dave, when it comes to the live action TV series, because I was the one poo-pooing on all the rumors like we're never going to get this. We're never going to get that. And <laughs> now we were given literally everything that I poo pooed on. So now <laughs> nothing's off limits, apparently, in the world of Lucasfilm and Star Wars. So who knows, dude? But I am excited about this comic book. I'm, I'm hesitant because, you know, I love Dirge. I think he's a, an exceptional character that comes with a lot of mythos yes. that I hope we eventually um, recover and we bring that as well back into the new new canon i should say mm -hmm. so we'll see so let's get into this article here dirge will appear in star wars dr afro number 11 which will be on sale june 30th and it is a part of the whole giant marvel star wars crossover the war of the bounty hunters what a way to create hype <laughs> so you're gonna have a series mike get this a series that's gonna have dirge boba fett Valance and Afra. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Remember, I made a joke last episode, like, "Oh, that's too much dick with Dash Rendar." <laughs> and what what are you gonna do? Because it's so strange. The last couple of months, have you noticed they've been slowly integrating various characters I back? Know. Yeah, whether it's whether it's in the uh, comics, but even in the toy line, that new Legends toy line that's coming out. I don't know if I don't know if you know about this. 
but there's a new yeah. Hasbro Legends yeah. toy line that's coming out that has all these characters from Legends coming. That has, as funny as it sounds, Jackson. There's going to be a Jackson figure now I for think, Star Wars. I think the powers that be have been playing coy for too long, since 2012. And they're just like, hey, we've been you know, dancing around and beating around the bush for a lot of years. And the sequel trilogy's done. We have our plans for the TV shows. Let's just do right by the fans and release some of these things that we've been promising for going on almost years. 10 years. Yeah. And, and the fact that they're bringing back Connor Jacks from the, uh, the Dark Horse series of uh, the Sith, Sith Lords from uh, the comics, his figure is freaking awesome. And I'm like starting to notice then with the announcement that Dirge is coming in. The last, there's only two names, two names, well, three, but there's like two major names that they have to bring back now. Revan. Revan. Okay. Well, Revan's the fourth then, because like I was thinking Kalkatarn. Okay. I'd agree. And Dash. Those are the two big names and from like the 90s. You said three though, didn't you? The other is Kip. If you were to bring back Kip Duran. Oh, that from Jedi Academy. From Jedi Academy. Okay. Those are the, and then you throw on, Revan's already been back for a while. Yeah, but he's not really officially back. But they've hinted at him. Yes, and right? he does, he is included within canon in um, very vague ways. Very vague ways. But I mean, when it comes to bringing back characters, even in those vague ways, to me, those three are the big, big three that they would have to bring back. I always, when you mentioned Dash, I was like thinking mm, Mandalorian season three. I wonder if they would ever bring back like Dash Rendar as a side character for uh, Dejaren. I think the Boba Fett series is going gonna, is gonna to be nuts. <laughs> yes. Dude, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be, I hope it's more than fan service, but it's going to be nuts. We are going to see things that we probably never, ever thought we'd ever see in live action. Yeah. That's the series where they're just going to, we're just going to come the entire show <laughs> because we're finally exploring the underworld of star Wars. Dave, we, yes. how long have we been wanting that? Oh yeah. Forever, forever. And now, now it looks like this is the, this is the time when basically Lucasfilm and Disney are looking back and say, hey, you know that Rolodex? Fuck it. Let's bring everything. Let's get everything that we can out of that Rolodex and just start sprinkling it everywhere that we can find. Let's just ski all over Let's the place. Ski all over the place. Yeah. All right. So the crossover that we were talking about, it depicts, if you guys don't remember from our last discussion, the crossover depicts what happens to Boba Fett as he ferries a frozen Han Solo from Bespin to Tatooine in between the events of the empire strikes back and return of the Jedi. Yes. And Dave, you and I have already planned that we will be covering this entire crossover. Yeah. So listeners out there, we will drop some links where you can pre-order some of these comics so you can follow along and definitely click through the, our, through our links. It does help us when you purchase items through our affiliates. And that even brings up an even bigger point, Mike. How does Dirge fit into dealing with Han Solo, Jabba, and Boba Fett? I know. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> what the hell? Please leave it open-ended and do not kill him, please. Oh, God, dude. I please, hope so. Yeah, don't bring so. him back. Don't. They, they can't. They won't They can't that. kill him right off after Af facing off against Afra. No, they can't. 
All right. So speaking of all types of crazy things being brought back in, you had mentioned the Hasbro toys. (laughs) Now, Star Wars has announced the 50th anniversary anniversary Star Wars figures coming from Hasbro. And we have Darth Maul, Jackson, Luke Skywalker, and more. All right, so Hasbro told uh, various outlets during their roundtable that they would be exploring all aspects of Lucasfilm's 50 years. Yes. And they're delivering on that promise. Today, Hasbro announced they will be releasing four new figures for the Lucasfilm 50th anniversary line. Those Black Series figures are Darth Maul, Sith Apprentice, Jackson, Karner Jax, which is the rabbit, correct? Yeah, Jackson is the rabbit. Jackson's a rabbit, correct? Yes. Yes. Uh, Connor Jax and Luke Skywalker. Each figure is highly posable, which we already know that features yeah. premium deco. Okay. We don't need the whole, the whole goods here. And honestly, dude, this is the one line that I'm going to collect all of them. I kind of want the to. rabbit because he's from, if people don't know where the rabbit's from, we actually talked about him as well when yeah. we had reviewed the I want to say Star Wars number 13 which was the the 1970s run of Marvel Star Wars yeah where he was a prominent character within the storyline and I had always said that he's way too cheesy to find his way onto the live action big screen but honestly looking at this action figure here (laughs) if they go about a more serious design it could work it could work. He actually looks really fucking cool. Yeah. And that's the thing that I really loved about these characters is like, or this, this set, because they really went out of the way to try to show, Hey, this is what they might look like if they were actually brought into the movies. That's why they, the, the rebels line, the rebel figures that they, that the black series uh, released were so sought after because people wanted to imagine these characters in the live action and Hasbro was like, well, this, hopefully this won't be the only way you could see it, but this is going to be a close way of you guys getting what you want. Okay, Dave. So this gets even better. Okay. And I'm going to drop links for these as well within our, our show page so that you guys can pre-order these as well if you want them. So Carnor Jax, I forgot that he was the Imperial guard. Yeah. He's, he's okay. from uh, yeah. Crimson empire. Yes. An amazing storyline. I did not put that name together with that story. Yes. And these are all retcon stories from the 90s. Mm-hmm. Heir to the Empire. Luke Skywalker. We're getting the Luke Skywalker from that's to based Empire. on the very, I don't usually count the Splinter of the Mind's Eye as being the first book, even though it is technically. I always attribute that to the Heir of the Empire because it's what started it all. Yes. Um, Timothy Zahn's very first book, Heir to the Empire, we're getting the Luke Skywalker figure inspired from that book. Mm -hmm. That's pretty fucking exciting. And you want to know what's even better is you get um, an accessory. Yes. That is a Yassalamari. Is that how you say that? Yassalamari? Yep. Which are those things we've talked about numerous times that can repel the force that we have been waiting to see whether or not they would be reintroduced to the canon. And they were they're they're a pet of Thrawn's that's like iconic with him back in the day, because that was the whole thing about Thrawn that he would keep those around because Thrawn knew about like force users and he realized, oh, these creatures actually protect the actually sap. 
the force away from people. I'll keep these around in my room and everywhere. And I don't know if those are going to find their way back into canon because I, I think that if they would have, they are, if they would, if they were going to be introduced, they probably would have already. It seems like that little creature is a bit of a, an issue within writing. It could become dangerously overused. I am calling it right now, Mike. I'm calling it right now. You think they're going to bring them in? They're going to bring them in and they're going to play a role in the Ahsoka series because I think this is a shot in the dark because me and my, one of my friends, we were talking about like, what are they going to do with the Ahsoka series? And why is Ahsoka so hell bent on trying to find Thrawn? And I basically brought up the fact, I think you're going to find out Thrawn kills Ezra. They're not. <laughs> there's, no, there's no reason for that. There's no reason. It's it would be motivation for Ahsoka to f- want to kill Thrawn. David, you're <laughs> telling me we're gonna go from rebels to a dead Ezra? Ezra. That, that's not. Yeah, dude, that would be the worst way to ever tell a story. It'd be a worse. It'd be it'd be worse for Star Wars fans. But it'd be really interesting to bring in the fact that yeah. David, it's not interesting. Is that really what you want? You want Ezra's story to end that way. Oh, look, he escaped only to die. Only to die. But it's by Thrawn's hands, though, Mike. It would make so much sense if it was Thrawn that killed him. Thrawn doesn't kill people like that. There has to be a good reason. And what's the... the, the, Look, listen, I'll give you your credit. You've been coming up with some doozies that have been right lately. But that one, David, is awful. <laughs> hey, guys, Rebels ended on a high note. Look at Ezra. He got away. He saved everyone. Oh, big mystery. Where's Ezra? Oh, look, oh, he's dead. He's dead. <laughs> he's dead. David, what world does that make sense? Be honest. In my very dark, dark world, Mike, where evil reigns supreme. <laughs> I mean, they did with, they did do it with Luke, technically. Exactly. I mean, hey, guys, turn that Jedi's over. Luke's a Jedi. Yay. Yay. Last Jedi. Oh, he died. He died. At the end. <laughs> Goodbye. That's it. We'll do it better. They can do it better. Jesus, Dave. Shut up. You're gonna you're going to jinx this entire thing. <laughs> All right. So Dave, this is type your type of thing. Fans turn Colin Trevorrow's leaked Star Wars episode <laughs> nine this. script into a comic. Yep. They're not gonna let this go. Are they gonna try to yeah. Zack Snyder this son of a bitch? Are they gonna try to release the Snyder Cut maneuver <laughs> with Colin Trevorrow? Are we gonna have an entire following of fans that don't recognize the rise of Skywalker as the third installment. And they're going to use this as their make believe third film. Dude, you know how passionate fans are and how stupid they can be. Yes. (laughs) It doesn't make sense for them to gravitate to this because it's not the story. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is that's how bad everyone did not enjoy the rise of skywalker but don't you think this is like the sign of the times that we live in and not to get too serious right now but hey you know what i don't want to believe that so i reject your truth and i'm going to raise you my fiction and i'll substitute my own and this is now my reality yes I, i i agree with you it is the sign of the times that a lot of people don't want to accept something that they don't like and just work with it should we review this script, this comic book? I 
I've been I've been hesitant to in the past thinking about Colin Trevorrow's script because I'm like you. I'm like going, it's a unfinished script. I would like to review it and just rip it to shreds. But then watch us like watch it. us like it though. That's the thing. And here's the thing. I haven't read his script. I've only read parts of it and cliff notes on it. But it would really it just would open up that wound again because at the end of the day, I'm like you. Colin Trevorrow's script was not made. Is Hence, this, isn't this kind of illegal? Mm. Okay, so Andrew Weingartner, he tweets, Hey, Star Wars fans, I've been working the past year on a comic book adaptation of Colin Trevorrow's Star Wars Episode Nine script, Duel of the Fates. And I'd like you to check it out. It'll be seven issues total when completed. Hope you enjoy it. Yeah, it's a fan-made script. Yeah, I, I know that, but I mean, how can you tell the entire story in seven issues? Or seven, oh, seven issues. Seven I was thinking issues. seven pages. Yeah, seven issues. <laughs> so, I mean, the art, have you looked through this? Uh, yeah, I have. The art and isn't I've, terrible. It's not terrible, but it's not... It feels it's not polished. It feels very 90s Dark Horse. It feels... Uh, but a little uh, too vibrant. To me, when I see it, it's very amateurish looking. And I don't, I try not does to. It? it does. Because that's the problem with a lot of web comics. There isn't a lot of depth. There's not a lot of depth to it. It's really flat. It's flat. And the, I've seen two pages of it. I've seen, I believe his front cover. The cover looks fun. And then I've seen the insert, the pages he's done. And they look very flat. It looks like it was made by someone who's in art school. Do you think Colin Trevorrow will retweet this? <laughs> now, Mike, Mike, we now remember the day. Remember the times that we are in. Yeah. I do know. you not think he would? <laughs> Dude, I would. I would do it. <laughs> if I was Colin Trevorrow, I'd be like, I'm going to retweet this. <laughs> and I'm going to like it. I'm going to like it, and I'm going to tag and Kathleen it, Kennedy in it. Hey, Kathleen, check this out. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden George Lucas just goes, oh, I like this thing. George Lucas joined Twitter just to retweet it. Just to retweet it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. You know what, Dave? This is the end of our show. We're losing ourselves, and we're losing all credibility as we slowly circle the drain, <laughs> both in humor, content, and energy. So we must come to an end. I want to thank everyone for listening. Be sure to check us out on Patreon, patreon.com slash Digital. Help us stay on the air by pledging at least five bucks a month. And when you do that, you gain access to additional Star Wars discussions every month. We have an entire gamut of things planned specifically just for Patreon. Please head over there. You help yourself. You help us. Patreon.com slash Rainman Digital. Thank you, David. Thank you. May the force be with us. Ah, yes. Ah!